Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Grown-ups, Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. To support Girl Tales, head to patreon.com slash girltales to hear your child's name at the top of our next episode. Today, we have a bonus episode for you. We wanted to provide more content while many of you are inside. The stories are shorter while we work on making our longer fairy tales for next season. This one is called Paula Bunyan. It's our own twist on the American folktale Paul Bunyan. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about an enormous friend of mine. Her name was Paula. Now, how I met Paula is kind of a funny story. It was getting late, and my wife and I were getting ready to go to bed. I opened the window, like I always do, so we could wake up to the sound of the birds chirping in the trees outside. I love that. But that night, when I opened the window, I heard the biggest, loudest, whiniest baby's cry I had ever heard. It sounded like it was coming from the field just outside of town, so my wife and I went running over there to make sure everyone was okay. And what we found when we got there was 
unbelievable. Right in the center of the field, appearing seemingly out of nowhere, was a giant, enormous, school bus-sized cradle. And inside this cradle, wrapped up in a circus tent-sized blanket, was the biggest baby I had ever seen. That baby's cry shook the earth, it was so loud. So it was no surprise when everyone from town started trickling into the field to see what was making such a noise. Now, I might not have ever seen a baby that size before, but we had to do something. And what do you do when a baby cries? You rock them. It took half the town to do it, but we rocked the cradle back and forth that night until eventually the cries stopped and that sweet baby fell asleep. that night that it would take the whole town to take care of this gigantic child, but we were going to do it. We knew we had to take care of Paula. I actually can't remember why we decided to name that baby Paula, but from then on, this town loved Paula Bunyan, and Paula Bunyan loved this town. We'd take turns rocking her cradle to get Paula to sleep each night. We had to use a crane to hoist up her bottle every day. But we did it, because everyone in town loved her as if she were our own. Through the years, Paula grew and grew from a giant baby to an even more giant little girl. And she must have known how hard this town worked to take care of her because that giant little girl had kindness in her heart. She learned quickly that being bigger than everyone else in town meant she could be helpful in a big way too. And so Paula started helping everyone in every way she could. She'd raise her giant hand in front of the sun and cast shade across my whole yard when I was mowing the lawn. She could cup her hands and scoop up the earth to make a pond for the ducks. Every fall, instead of raking leaves, we would just invite Paula over. With a huff and a puff, she'd blow the leaves clear over to the next town. The people in the next town weren't so happy about that. But they'd always laugh because who could be mad at Paula? (laughs) One year for her 10th birthday, I believe, the town got Paula a very special present. We all pitched in and had a big, giant axe made just for her. See, our town was right in the middle of a great big forest, and there was no room left in town to build any more houses. So we thought Paula might be able to help us cut down some trees. She was twice as big as any tree around, after all, and so strong. We were right. Paula became the best lumberjane this side of the Mississippi, though she's probably the best around, I'd suspect. And Paula sure loved being able to help this town, 
she'd clear a tree in each swoop of her axe and then stomp the stump right into the ground as if it were never there. Paula loved our town so much, she didn't even think about what it would mean to the forest to be chopping down all those trees. She just wanted to help and give back to the town that raised her. But one day, shortly after the chopping began, a small but wise owl swooped round Paula's head and landed gently right on her nose. Paula went cross-eyed, trying to see her new friend. She asked the owl what was the matter. She had the biggest heart, after all, and wanted to help everyone she'd met. And the poor owl's hoots sounded so sad. It's just I can't seem to find my home anymore, Paula. I've circled around this spot all afternoon, said the owl. I just left to go get something to eat, but when I came back, my tree seems to have simply vanished into thin air. (laughs) My eyesight is not what it used to be, but I thought my tree used to be right here. I don't see it anywhere. There isn't even a stump left in the ground. Paula was shocked. She hadn't ever thought about the animals that might have made homes in the forest. There had been a tree there, but she had just cut it down. I am so sorry, Mr. Owl. I am the one who cut down your tree, Paula said with a frown. It was for the people in town. Their town's getting bigger, but there's no room for new houses. I didn't think about those critters and creatures who already made their houses in the trees and its branches, though. I sure am sorry. Well, you weren't trying to be mean, said the owl. I forgive you, Paula. It's happened before. I'll be just fine. I wonder how we can make room for everyone who wants to live here, she thought. That's when Paula had an idea. Not too long ago, one of her friends in town had wanted to make a treehouse to play in. They had built the house and Paula had picked it up and put it in the tree with ease. And so, instead of cutting trees down to make more houses, Paula lifted each house up and nestled it safely among the branches. The townspeople all loved the idea. They got to have beautiful houses in the treetops, and the critters and creatures of the forest loved it too. (laughs) They got to keep their homes and made lots of new friends too. Paula's axe has been leaning up against the tree in my house for years now. So long that we've carved a little ladder in it, one that my wife and I used to climb up to our front door every day. We think of Paula and how nice her idea was each morning 
when we wake up to the sounds of birds chirping right outside our windows. This is a really special place to live. It's unlike any town I've ever seen, and it's all thanks to Paula Bunyan. Eventually, Paula decided it was time for her to move on from this town. She had built all the tree houses we could possibly need, and we had started living in our happily ever afters. So, Paula decided to move up north. She heard about the Northern Lights and wanted to see them for herself. Paula still writes me letters from time to time, telling me all about how she's helping her polar bear friends. But that's a story for another time, I suppose. That was Paula Bunyan. Written and produced by Chad Shanai. Executive produced and performed by me, Rebecca Cunningham. Scored by Eli Denby Wood and original theme music, by Amy Geisbers Van Wyk and Eli Denby Wood. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends about Girl Tales. Oh, remember, I believe in you. And a princess ain't about the dresses. strong in the night you gotta remember yeah you gotta remember